Mosley. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, join right now Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Mavs. And, Chuck, I was excited about that schedule coming out. And, of course, then the Rangers started firing everybody over there. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's just – I mean, it's been an interesting three days. They found a way to make us pay attention, haven't they? Uh, with some of these, uh, with some of these shakeups. But I love, I love the lineup. By the way, I had Callishaw, Galloway yesterday, Cooperstein today, and uh, it's it's almost like one hundred three point three FM ESPN. We're 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 back. Although when I turn it over there, Chuck, do you ever do you ever just go over there almost by habit and just kind of listen to some of the religious? Uh, some of the content over there, like, do they have some decent pastors or anything? I mean, I'm just wondering what you hear when you go over there to our old station. Uh, can't say that I do. They are uh, they are off the preset. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. No, no, no reason to push the button, Matt. <laughs> There's some pastors. Or in some think... reason, we, we, have pushed, we have pushed the button. We have pushed yeah. the button. We've exploded it to where it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's for another day. It's uh, sad. I think there was supposed to be a story about the demise of 103.3 FM ESPN. I still have yes. it. Is that, it has is, that it come is, out it, yet? It, 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 it has not come out. It, it, it must be going through an incredible lawyerly review <laughs> at D Magazine right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think you and I may be quoted in that. But, uh, yes, yeah, D, D yeah, Magazine. Yeah. I mean, I think what we did, I think uh, I did that interview like three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. And it was, I thought, you know, I was told it was going to be out real, you know, pretty, pretty quick after that. Cause he said he had only a couple more interviews to do, but as you know, Matt, the editing process can be laborious. Yeah. Yeah. For some of us more than others. Uh, <laughs> now the, this John, by the way, uh, Galloway said he actually felt sorry for John Daniels yesterday when he came on, and that did not really sound like Randy. He's been after J.D. for a lot of years, and he's obviously known for being a huge Nolan guy. But he was just saying Ray Davis had propped him up all these years, and I think Randy was saying, hey, if you're going to prop a guy up that much, give him somewhat of a gracious exit. And, boy, that was a a sternly written, we have relieved him of his duties – and then, uh, and, are, and then, and then yeah. goes, goes to the news conference and basically says, "We've, you know, we've been a bad team for six years." You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> uh, it was uh, well. Uh, if nothing, again, I don't know Ray Davis at all, uh, but every and obviously he does not appear in public very much either. But and there's probably a reason for that, Matt, because uh, there is a sense of indelicacy, I think, that exists in Ray Davis. That uh, that probably uh, the less heard from him, the better. And I think there's uh, you saw yesterday really a reason why. And you know, look, I mean, if if you're going, I don't know, I, I'll never understand why you just if you were going to fire him. And in fact, he had already made the decision to fire him uh, when when Chris Woodward was fired on Monday. Why you just didn't do it all and just say, hey, this is this is a clean sweep. We're we're doing everything. We're doing it now. Yeah. What, we have to have, we have to have one funeral on Monday and another on Wednesday. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it was just you know, and, and it was and, bizarre. And, I, I got to tell you, you know, we we've we've had we've had a lot of bizarre uh, sports 
transactions in in DFW history. Uh, you know, listen, even even going back to the Mavericks a couple of years ago with uh, or last year with uh, with Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson. I mean, it was, that was bizarre on top of bizarre. This is this is right up there. I mean, look, you know, I, and e- even Jerry acquiring the Cowboys that was not as bizarre to me as what's happened here in the last. 72 hours. I mean, this is just nuts with, with yeah. how this has been handled. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what Ray Davis expects of Chris Young in, in running the organization, other than I would think if I'm, uh, if I'm Kip Fag or I'm a Ross Fenstermaker or any of the people that have been, you know, part of JD's cadre for, for the better part of a decade, I would think they would might want to get the resume in order. Because uh, I, I would imagine that there's a clean sweep that's about to happen here. I don't. It's hard to know what to make of Chris Young because, like, even the other day with Woodward, we weren't hearing from him much. He didn't say really anything in the press release, and then was asked a few questions at the press conference. So maybe they had to get JD out to bring the real Chris Young out. But uh, it's it is fascinating. Have you thought during this whole time, hey, Chris Young is someone who could. You know, change it. I mean, like, are, do you, does this give you any more hope? You follow this team for a long time. Getting JD out of here I, again. You could have done it four years ago. You could have done it three years ago. You decided to do it now. Do you think fans saw this and 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 suddenly have more hope? I, I guess I I, I no, think there was. No, vitri- you, you don't need to ask anything else. You don't need to go on. No, I don't see where fans would have more hope. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what we, again, with, with Chris Young, you know, and, and this is something that exists a lot in baseball now. And, and, and frankly, in the NBA as well, where you have a president of operations and then you have the general manager. All fans want to know is who's responsible. You know, it's, it's almost as if, you know, it's, it's like title inflation, if you will. Right. I mean, Chris Young's the assistant. He's not the general manager. He's not making calls on trades. You know, uh, Justin Zanuck in Utah right now is not making the decision on whether or not Donovan Mitchell is going to get traded. It's Danny Ainge that's making that call. It's uh-huh. there's, there's only one guy that's doing that. And that's what fans that's what fans want to know. Who is responsible for the roster construction of their team? And in this case, it was John Daniels. Chris, I mean, Chris Young, I mean, came to the Rangers from Major League Baseball as, you know, someone who was very highly respected for his work in the Major League Baseball office. And obviously, you know, he's from here and he, you know, he pitched for the Rangers and, you know, did pretty well here. But no, nobody knows of his ability as an executive. I mean, when, when, uh, you know, when A.J. Preller was here uh, and, you know, Thad Levine was here under J.D., I mean, J.D. didn't have the president of operations title. You know, this is like a Theo Epstein, Jay Hoyer, uh, Jed Hoyer thing in, um, mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago. You know, it's like Theo was in charge in Chicago. It would, nobody's crediting Jed Hoyer for the Cubs breaking the curse, right? The, they were crediting Theo and the, and the team that he built. <laughs> For doing yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's it's a bunch of nonsense. It's all a bunch of nonsense, which again is all a very long way of saying we have no idea if Chris Young is capable of doing this. But I think there's a certain uh, group of people, and and it's somewhat understandable when somebody's been here as long as John Daniels has been here, uh, and there's been a lack of success as there's been certainly over the last six years to basically say anybody but JD, anybody but him. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Young, go ahead. Go have at it. And you know what? If you, if you do it, great. We'll be behind you. And if you don't, we'll flush you out and go get somebody else and root for somebody else. <laughs> I thought I thought Randy might start trying to talk about if Nolan came back, I do oh, think Galloway would come out of retirement. <laughs> I think he would try to be, get back on. To <laughs> be a columnist? You mean, would the Star Telegram hire him? Oh, I'm sure they'd find a place for him. You know, I don't know. Uh, we, we might be. <laughs> I mean, I think he would. Uh, there would be some excitement. Now, Nolan's probably done, but uh, I was wondering what Nolan must have thought because Ray basically picked uh, JD over Nolan yes, and and has backed well, him like you know crazy. But, but it's it's still it's still ten years after. It, I mean, it's ten and eleven years later. I mean, it's too late now. You know, it would have been it, w- it would have been one thing if. if John Daniels didn't have any success, any success. Uh, and, and Ray Davis, you know, blew him out uh, and, and blew him out in fairly short order, say, you know, four years or five years after the fact. This is 11 years, man. This is dog years. This is, it might as well be 77 years. They, they, were, they were okay until 2016. They, st- they kept winning through about 2015 or 16. So, but right. you're they, right. They, they, had the, they had the best record in baseball. They had the best record in the American League in 2016. Correct. They? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, so they, they were still a very, they were, you know, they, they had survived uh, Ron Washington leaving and Jeff Bannister came in and won two divisions right away. And, you know, it seemed like everything was going to be okay until it wasn't okay. And then, you know, they didn't have the magic bullet of Mark Teixeira uh, to, to trade, to try to restock their team to get better. You're right. I mean, this franchise hangs on several trades, some bad, some good, mostly bad, and then some horrible drafting. I mean, my gosh, let's not act like any of these first-round picks have hit going back to about 2001, so they've struggled there. Let's pray or, that lighter. Or, and, like in, yeah. or like in the case of Bubba Thompson, it takes him six years to get to the major leagues. But at least he's at least he finally got here. Most of those guys languish or end up somewhere else. Okay, uh, Chuck Cooperstein on with us uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, the, this Mavs schedule. Love to see you break down a schedule. And I know in your mind you're like, okay, where do I have to be? Where am I traveling to? You're also thinking about personal travel. I get it. But uh, first four games. Uh, three road games, and then the home game versus Memphis. Uh, not an easy, not an easy way to begin the season. Uh, fun to have that Phoenix one after what what happened in the uh, the playoffs. But what did that? What's that opening stretch? What stands out to you the most about that? I mean, the the first four games are hard. I mean, because you know what, you know, people say, well, you know, you've got Brooklyn as like the fourth game, and you know, well, who knows what they'll be? Well, that's right. Who knows what they'll be? What if Kevin Durant and Kyrie are there? And at least at the start of the year, they're interested in playing. But, you know, frankly, I would think I would much rather have seen them in February, you know, right around the trade deadline where they would have been completely distracted if they hadn't been traded yet. You know, in, in October, they still might actually care. So that, that, those two games, uh, well, the, the Nets game in Brooklyn, but then they play the Nets the next week. I mean, they're done with Brooklyn as of November 7th. But, uh, you know, after those four games, you know, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Utah, uh, I mean, those are uh, obviously winnable games and all at home. And then, uh, you know, you have a pretty difficult stretch from like 
uh, like a 20-game stretch starting with uh, the Clippers, I think it is, like in the middle of November, and then going uh, pretty much all the way through uh, Portland on uh, right before Christmas where you're, you're playing teams that were 500 or better last year. I mean, so, you know, again, you know, that was last year, and who knows what, you know, does last year translate to this year? But uh, I, it's it's interesting to me that they got got a lot of home games early, got 11 home games early. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much the opposite of what it was last year, uh, where they played a lot of games on the road early in the season, uh, and then they play a bunch of games uh, late uh, on the road. They're 10 of their last 16 are on the road, and they got another five-game road trip to the East, like last year, late in the season. Um, you know, it's uh, the, the West is going to be brutal. And, you know, to me, it still comes down to how you, how you perform uh, in those 52 games. That's really going to determine, you know, gonna de- it's going to feel like a playoff game. It really, except, you know, when they're playing San Antonio or they're playing Utah, uh, you know, I mean, even, even Oklahoma City, you know, I have Oklahoma City's, not, they, they may not be very good. But they're going to be a pain. They're just going to be a pain to play mm-hmm. against because they do have better players than than what they've had. And obviously, you know, who knows what's going to be with Holmgren? But I'm excited to see him play. You know, and we're going to get an early look at him before the calendar turns to November. It, uh, so, it... go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was. You said okay. See, I was trying to imagine like how many first round picks they have. Do they? How well, many? They still have seven, I, I think they still have <laughs> 17 left. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 they but they do have a bunch. But look now, I mean, you got Holmgren, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander, and you got Dort. Uh, you know you've got uh, you know you get, and Josh Giddy, who who I loved watching last year. I, I really really I didn't think I would like watching him because uh, you know I just knew that he, he wasn't a very good shooter. Uh, but in a lot of ways, there is a while he's not nearly the defender that Jason Kidd was. There is a lot of Jason Kidd in his game, uh, in his offensive game, that reminded me so much of young Jason Kidd. Uh, and I'm, I was really impressed with him. I mean, they, they do have like a shell of something that uh, they might actually be able to build. But, it, you know, it, under normal circumstances, it should take about three or four years to build a team. In Oklahoma City's case, it might take 10. But, you know, <laughs> but they're trying. But they're just they're trying. But you know, I, look, you know, they, they've got um, you know they got back to back games at home with Denver. They got back to back games with Minnesota. And I know why the league is you know the, the, a lot of these uh, you know uh, two game series, if you will. Like w- there, there are six times I think they're playing the same team back to back. Four times it's without any travel that's attached to it. And I understand why the league is trying to do that. But you know, in some ways, I, I think it's unfair because. You know, what What if, you know, like that team is going through, you know, a great stretch and they're like, you're, you're playing them when they're super hot and super confident, you know, and conversely, obviously they could be totally in the tank and they could be two easy wins for you. I, I, I kind of wish the schedule would be spread out a little more that way, but, you know, I understand they're trying to cut down on the travel as much as they can. In fact, I, I know this is the least amount of travel that, uh, that teams have had. Uh, in the league in uh, in forever. I mean, since since they since they've gone to the 82 game schedule. I mean, so uh, and 30 teams. So it, it's 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 always great to have it come out just to know you know there, there's there's really something to look forward to. I mean, everybody knew the season was going to start you know the, that week that particular week, but you know when are you actually starting? 
And and to me, then Matt, the more the more exciting part now knowing this is then uh, you know getting on the computer and watching Luca play uh, leading up to the mm. uh, to the Euro, uh, to the Eurobasket and uh, just seeing how spectacular he looks and uh, how much how ready it appears he's going to be for the season. Yeah, yeah, that's been a storyline. Sometimes when he's not as as uh, in shape as maybe you would hope, and he appears to be. And I appreciate you being on Twitch and looking and watching that. And I've been kind of. <laughs> I don't know how to get on well, there, but the fact I, well, that you can, I, well, I, yeah. Well, well, here, here's the thing. I don't know how to use Twitch at all. I, I, I crowdsource that. Somebody says, somebody get me, somebody get me a link so I can watch this game because I tried to do it through Google and they're sending me to these crazy betting sites and stuff like that. And I don't care. It's like, well, I, I want to, I want a site that's going to give me the video and I want another site that's going to give me the uh, the box score. And uh, I didn't even realize that Fe- the, the Phoebus site actually was carrying a regular box score of the game. You know, so I, I, at first I had found some some crazy site. I don't know where it was based in, but it but it worked. You know, they they were giving me live stats. But uh, okay, you know, well now I'm good to go. Now that they, yeah. they he plays again on they they play again on Saturday, and then uh, you know, they have the two World Cup qualifiers uh, coming up uh, next Thursday and uh, the following Sunday against Estonia and Germany. Yeah, I like to imagine you as like a gamer, and people can uh, get on oh, Twitch God. and inter- interact with you. Uh, <laughs> you have a you, you do have a vivid imagination. <laughs> Your imagination's running wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I, come hang out with Cooperstein on uh, Twitch. All right. Yeah, I've got. I've, you know what? I've got. I got my headset on and my microphone. You know the, uh, uh, you know the microphone's there, and we're 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 good uh, to go. Yeah, Chuck Cooperstein, big Call of Duty guy, and uh, but always, uh, always good to catch up with you, Chuck. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Matt. Take care. You bet. There he goes, Chuck Cooperstein, passionate, angry. There he is, the voice of the Dallas Mavericks. Now another angry man.